3: Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: 911, Team Police, Mayor Ambulance. I need police. Okay, you have the police? Yeah. Where's the emergency?
3: Actually, the thing is that I have to pee and these guys are not moving.
1: You have to pee?
3: Yeah.
4: This
5: is your emergency that right? you have to
3: pee? Yeah. And yeah, how
5: are the police going to help you urinate?
3: I have
2: to pee, man. I'm... But I'm not
5: sure what you <laughs> like me to do. That you have to urinate. I can't help you with that. Well, that uh, that 911 operator was not being very compassionate. That's less than the helpful attitude I'd like to, to you know, greet my crisis. You have to pee? That's your emergency? What would you like <laughs> us to do? <laughs> and these guys aren't moving. I uh, assume a helicopter could come pick up my car, drop it somewhere near a restroom. Have the police escort me to a restroom immediately. Wow. Yeah, that is one of the worst things of getting stuck in super bad traffic is when you got to pee. Yeah.
4: Not enjoyable. I don't think it's a police matter, though.
5: No, I wouldn't call 911. I would pull over to the side of the road, as I have many, many times, and urinated. You want to honk and look? Go ahead. I'm peeing.
4: <laughs> wow. Wow. That's disgusting. <laughs> Now well, listen to that folks, he's proud of his indecent exposure, his public urination befouling the nation's roadsides with his body fluids. Sick?
5: I don't face the traffic. <laughs> well, OK. I will cop. It's appreciated. To, I will cop to befouling the nation's roadsides. <laughs> wow, but I'm not the only one doing that.
4: That's disgusting.
5: So another update on the whole Southwest thing. So Southwest Airlines is experiencing now its fifth day of widespread cancellations. Early numbers show 7% of Southwest flights have been canceled today. In case you thought this was over over the weekend. Wow, 435 Southwest flights were canceled today, bringing the total to 2,000 since Friday. Um, it's not clear what's causing the disruption here. It says here, but the delays and cancellations began shortly after a pilots union tried to block Southwest's new COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Some people are still throwing that around. CBS News, um, was talking to somebody, Captain Casey Murray, president of the Southwest Airlines Pilots Association, says that that was not the case. That the vaccine mandate played a role. Um. Yeah, well, the mainstream media is going to be highly
4: sympathetic to that view because they will, as Matt Taibbi wrote so brilliantly, they are allergic to any story, no matter how factual, that weakens, for instance, the stampede toward everybody getting a vaccine.
5: Well, that, that too, I, it drove me crazy last week's narrative of, look, vaccine mandates work, and then pointing to the various companies in the NBA and wherever, so you threaten people with losing their livelihood. And they'll get the vaccine. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily make it a good idea or that it works. It works in some fashion. Um, But anyway, so talking to the president of the Airline Pilots Association, he said this is squarely on Southwest. I point to how they manage the network and how their IT also supports that network. Once a little hiccup occurs due to the internal processes, our pilots aren't getting to where they need to be. We've been sounding this alarm for four years and have seen very little approach to correcting it. So that's the NPR version of the story. It's also the dispatch on uh, the right-wing side of things version of the story. So maybe that is the story? I don't know. Or they're having to keep it quiet That's all about the vaccine thing, because then that would be an illegal act if the pilots are coordinating to not show up to work over the vaccine thing.
4: Yeah. You know, we have some pretty good sound on this story if you want it. Have that uh, pilot who's on with Tucker. Okay, I haven't heard this. talking about the vaccine mandate. Yeah, it's
3: pretty good stuff. Give us 56, Michael. We have all the control, and the control comes from a simple word, and that's no. We just don't need to comply. Uh, With U.S. Freedom Flyers, the organization that I'm with, uh, we will never promote such a thing. With that being said, we also cannot control the actions of individuals. And I think that that you will see massive disruptions in supply chain um, and in your travel if we just stand up and say no. Aircraft are going to stop moving.
5: Okay, so what do you think, then? Do you think it's the, the vaccine mandate that caused what's happened for five days in a row now? It's a hell of a leverage. I mean, it's quite a bit of leverage. i got to believe uh, Southwest, because this is really damaging their brand. I, myself, as a regular Southwest flyer with a Southwest credit card, will think twice before I fly. Uh, make sure everything is working good, because there's yeah, something I- going on.
4: I, will, I absolutely agree with that point as to your question as to what's uh, causing this. I don't know. It's possible it's a combination of
3: things, honestly. Um, but let's play 57. Well, as we know, the transportation sector is the heart and soul of this country. If there's a disruption in one part of the system, it has a catastrophic effect um, among the rest of the system, which is going to affect uh, commerce. It's going to affect trade. If you have flights reduced by 30%, because 30% of pilots are fired because they won't take the vaccine, this is going to affect how your goods get here from overseas. Um, those Amazon boxes that typically show up in two days, you might be looking at three weeks.
5: Whoa. Hmm. We shall see. But I need my low-fat Cheez-Its
4: now. Well, right, Clearly. Uh, he was uh, he's allegedly a major airline pilot, but they gave his first name and last name. I don't think it'd be that difficult to figure out who he is, but he was on Tucker saying, yeah, it's absolutely about the vaccine. Hmm. But I don't know there's so, so much of news is news attainment. You take a fact or an incident and, and you, and you uh, weave a narrative around it. And so it makes it kind of tiresome to try to figure out what's actually happening.
5: One of the biggest stars in the NBA on uh, one of the best teams that has a chance to win the championship is not going to be playing because he won't get the vaccine and their team policy is you have to be vaccinated to play. So Kyrie Irving will not be playing with the Brooklyn Nets until he gets vaccinated. Is he going to go ahead and sit out the rest of the season or? I don't know, but Hmm. there are people like the pilots or some athletes or whoever that are holding firm on this. Well, he's got more money than the Almighty,
4: although I've always wondered why God Almighty would need currency, per se. Um, uh, yeah, I, yeah, it could be his knees are just tired and he wants to take a year off.
5: I don't know. Um, yeah, I know someone who got a fake vaccination card to deal with any, I guess it's quite easy to do, like unbelievably, incredibly easy to do. I found my right. vaccination card over the weekend, and wasn't because uh, I was uh, in San Francisco to go to the Giants Dodgers game, and I was told, if you, I'd forgotten in San Francisco, if you want to go to a restaurant or anything like that, you have to have a vaccination card. You can't oh walk gosh. in the door.: I, without: one. I would
4: have been caught unawares. Yeah. I never think about it.
5: Uh, I don't either. I never think about COVID. I think about restrictions so that I can go various places, but I never think about the disease. Isn't that weird? I think it shows something. I think it it shows something, something. too. I think that's the vast majority of people. You think about what you've got to do to fulfill various requirements, but you're not thinking about the disease anyway. um, uh, I was looking at my card and thinking, I I feel like I could make this at home on my computer quite easily. It's just some doctor scribbled in the date with a pen.
4: Is that a felony or anything? Oh, absolutely. You'll be (laughs) in Joe Biden's uh, COVID prison. (laughs) He'll send you down to Gitmo. (laughs) Babylon B had a headline today, yesterday, whatever, that uh, Gitmo releases jihadis to make room for parents who make noise at school board meetings. Yes! Yeah! Suppression! Satire! Yeah. Stick it to them! ABC News is full of crap,
5: we'll explain uh, later on in the hour. Are you a person who takes an aspirin every day so you won't have a heart attack? Major news on that. So stay tuned. That is next.
3: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty
0: Show. A new report claims that Russian spies stole the UK's AstraZeneca vaccine to make it Sputnik shot. (laughs) Yeah, their spies stole the vaccine, or as Putin calls it, doing our own research.
5: (laughs) Was that a joke? I'm thinking it was
2: supposed to be.
4: I'm a little mystified. Actual quote from John Gruden about a gay player coming up. It will shock you. Outrageous in the context of today's story. Oh, I want to
5: hear it. Er,
4: McGurr, don't dare tune out.
5: So, tease this. Um, this just came across. Americans should limit the use of a daily aspirin meant to prevent a heart attack or stroke. The new task force says. I've known people who take an aspirin every day. Uh, you work with one. I do. Every day. Oh, okay. Full
4: dose. The big one.
5: Our message is if you don't have a history of heart attack or stroke, you shouldn't be starting on aspirin just because you reach a certain age. Uh, Taking an aspirin can cause major bleeding that can be fatal. So I would suggest uh, ask your doctor or Google this or something. Don't listen to Mm -hmm. Uh, radio just jockeys.
4: Take overly simplified medical advice from the media that has no idea what they're
5: talking about. I don't think I've had an aspirin in decades.
4: Um, Yeah, I've had a little blood clotting and that sort of thing, so the doc wants me on it. So,
5: i do it. Google and... I ain't bled out yet, neither. Google and Wendy's are teaming up. Google Google and Wendy's. And the square hamburger chain Wendy's are teaming up. Now, you've heard a lot about restaurants and bad service. Well, if you've eaten in a restaurant, you're aware of this. Not their fault, although they're charging the same. Um... But, uh, yeah, the service is tough. Drive-thrus are tough. You never get the right thing. It's just it's a mess. Judy and
4: I actually, we had a delicious, delicious brisket
5: sandwich at our local Arby's. It was fantastic. The Arby's um, brisket sandwich. Oh, so I always so get the, the double with cheese, no onions. It's the only thing I've ever ordered, I think, at Arby's. Old Simple Jack.
4: But, uh, anyway, so it was delicious, but they had a sign at the drive through window, Please be kind. The workers who showed up are doing their best. I thought, wow, that's it's virtually everywhere now.
5: Yeah. Wendy's and Google have struck a deal to use data analytics and artificial intelligence. You need artificial intelligence and Wendy's to remind cooks when to flip burgers, as well as to track repeat customers, among other tasks. This partnership will, quote, unlock new customer, restaurant and employee experiences. And Google will steal a lot of information, I'm guessing, from customers and Wendy's and everybody else. And spring-loaded timers that can count to 45 seconds are like 400 years old. Well, it says here, Google's technology is capable of monitoring grills and reminding cooks when to flip burgers. Don't you have like a little, uh, I mean, you could go analog with a little sand through the hourglass. She tips upside down and lasts 30 seconds, or they got a little timer on there. I mean, how have they been doing all along without Google? I mean, they managed.
4: Why do you need artificial intelligence?
5: Signed, Swiss watchmakers in the year 1670. Yeah. Uh, the system will also use video cameras to monitor how long lines are at drive through windows, telling cooks to throw another basket of french fries into the fryer if things are getting busy. Now, that's kind of clever, although you'd think the the girl at the drive through could lean out and say, I got a lot of cars in line, make some more fries. Yeah. <laughs> No, you need Google and artificial intelligence. Yeah, I don't quite get this story. I feel like there's something going on here that I don't understand. I'm going to be keeping my eye on this development. I need you to brace
4: yourselves now, particularly our gay friends. We've been talking about John Gruden, the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, formerly former, Oakland Raiders. Former coach. That's right. Uh, football commentator, uh, Super Bowl winner. Legend of the game, he has been forced to resign for old emails in which he uses racially insensitive language and alleged homophobic and misogynist language, too, although those things are in the eye of the beholder and are way too, way too easily thrown around. Well, I had forgotten. Alert listener Paolo, who evidently has more time coming up with great information than our staff has,
5: sent along the following. That's Joe Getty, who has slaveholding in his background.
4: (laughs) Not sure if that's relevant. Exactly. Wait a minute. My background? Some ancestor 135, 170 years ago? That's not my background. Anyway. I had forgotten until reminded by alert listener, Paolo, that John Gruden's very raiders hired the first openly gay player. John Gruden, who's just now had to resign because of homophobic slurs in old emails. But listen to what he said about Carl Nassib. Again, there are young people, sensitive people listening, gay people listening, maybe ought to tune out. He said, I learned a long time ago that what makes a man different is what makes him great. Glad to have him with the club. Sickening. Sickening anti-homophobia. Sickening hatred toward the man.
1: uh... Not only did he
4: hire the first openly gay man, he said he praised him for saying, look, he's different. Yep, that's what makes people great. That they're willing to live out their differences. Glad to have him on the club.
5: Yeah, the F word, not the unlawful carnal knowledge F word, but the bundle of sticks slur toward gay people word. Yes, yeah. As we were talking about earlier, there's too many words now that we have to refer to by a letter to keep track of which ones they are. But the uh, homophobic slur, as it's called, that F word, which was very common not very many years ago. Right. Um, like, I still uh, know somebody who uses that word fairly regularly. Always makes me a little uncomfortable just because I know how it's treated by some. But this particular person has a uh, gay person in their family. I know his personal politics are very, very, you know, uh, open and diverse and everything like that. But he uses the term like, like if you, I don't know, if I wear a certain sort of shirts, a shirt, he might call me that. Wow. Um so I I don't know I don't know what you can learn from these things. I guess I guess if you're an activist you want to get these things stamped out it gives you more I don't know. I don't know what the game is.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um well, part of it is just making you cower in fear so they can seize power. Um but as I maintained earlier, there are plenty of people who would use that word to describe something they do or whatever who Encountering a gay person or or living, working with neighbors with have absolutely nothing against them whatsoever. It's insensitive, no doubt. But the the word police who act as if words are magical incantations, the whole speech is violence thing. You've made me feel unsafe. I am unsafe. The only reason that exists is to seize power and it needs to be uh, resisted. Um, by the way, the Raiders owner also said, it's 2021, I completely support Carl. doesn't change my opinion of him as a person or a Raider. The entire organization supportive of the guy. But because of years ago emails where uh, he used the uh, the word, he's got to go. It's just odd times.
5: You know, on that topic, I recommend once again our friend Tim Sandefur. Tim the Lawyer was on John Stossel's podcast or show or whatever. I tweeted it out. Do we have it at the website uh, yet, Hanson? We'll put it at the website. But uh, he was on the show talking about this very thing, the whole you know, um, speech is violence, violence is speech, birthing women instead of moms, and just all this controlling the language stuff. And it was really a fascinating conversation, as pretty much every conversation with Tim is. But um, it's good stuff. I mean, it's, it's terrifying stuff, but it's very interesting. Well,
4: for instance, you just said birthing women. That was completely oh, transphobic. Cancel me! Birthing people, you mean? You transphobe, you hater?
5: I mean, chest-feeding, menstruating people, birthing persons. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Exactly.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
2: Your perfect home sweet home.
0: This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect.
5: The Eagles are coming near me soon. I would like to see them. I don't think that I will, but I'd like to see them. Probably very expensive.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I got that uh, that weird. Eh, they're too far past their prime syndrome. Mm. Where, as if, I mean, if it were like a really entertaining evening of music, who cares? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it would bring a great deal of pleasure per dollar,
5: what do I care? Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, maybe you uh, need what, to have the hot. New, go see Dua Lipa. You need to see the hot new thing. Go see what now?
4: Can you say that on the air? Uh, this is a reporter from Axios talking to the Ben and Jerry's guys. They're discussing how Ben and Jerry's have refused to sell their ice cream in Israel because of the oppression of the Palestinian people. And right. The conversation continues
1: we hugely support israel's right to exist Mm -hmm. but we are against a particular policy you guys are big proponents of voting rights why do you still sell ice cream in georgia texas abortion bans why are you still selling there i don't know (laughs) i mean i mean it's a it's an interesting question i don't know what what that would accomplish, we're working on those issues of voting rights and... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know, I mean, I think you ask a really good question. She did. Cohen later said, it would be unreasonable to
5: stop selling ice cream in any state or country with which the men disagree.
4: Uh, yeah, I would agree. Uh, also, uh, the Axios, gal and I'm a fan of Axios. Points off for just accepting the ridiculous lefty narrative that Georgia has severely, uh, you know, impacted voter rights.
5: It's just not true. They went back to their old pre pandemic rules, which everybody was fine with at the time.
4: Right. Exactly. It's worse than Jim Crow, which is one of the worst things ever said.
5: I hate the idea of companies not selling in certain areas because, just please, you're wearing me out. And, uh, just, well, and the
4: state's boycotting each other. Equally annoying.
5: I just saw Harry and Meghan have become impact partners in a woke asset management firm. Oh. What that is is that if you want to have a mutual fund where you can be guaranteed, you put money into that mutual fund, and it will not have any companies where they don't value diversity and uh, you know, uh, various wages and um, sourcing their products and blah, 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 You know the whole thing. Meaning towing the Marxist line yeah. uh, right down the line. So yeah. Harry and okay. Meghan are impact <laughs> partners in a woke asset management firm. <laughs> Shut up, Meg. Virtually every word in that
4: sentence made my skin crawl. I know. Like, independently. <laughs> That's wild. That was a fine sentence. So this is a poor sentence. ABC News raised eyebrows for claiming that Senator Kirsten Cinema D. Arras has, quote, taken a hard turn to the right as she continues to resist the $3.5 trillion spending debacle being pushed by her Democratic colleagues. Five thirty-eight, which is a subset of ABC News political and election analysis, ran a piece on Monday entitled, Kirsten Cinema is Confounding Your Own Party, But Why? Which delved into the politics of the Capitol Hill drama with the whole infrastructure, social entitlement bills, and it focused on Cinnamon Joe Manchin. Manchin's centrism is unsurprising. He's been a conservative Democrat his entire career, and they describe uh, uh, West Virginia a little bit, but neither is true of cinema. Once a staunch progressive, Arizona's senior senator has taken a hard turn to the right. On the surface, that appears to have been an effort to make her more electable by courting moderate and conservative voters. If so, she may have overcompensated. Arizona's no West Virginia, no other swing state senators vexed Democratic leadership so thoroughly. In fact, Sinema's established such a firm anti-progressive reputation that she may just have lost the support of enough Democrats to endanger her reelection just the same. Article went on to demonstrate how cinema voted with former President Trump more often than expected, tying with Joe Manchin. However, Brooklyn College professor Casey Johnson pointed out cinema has voted with President Biden 100% of the time and approved every single one of his nominees when the votes actually came to the floor. So you've got ABC News and 538. Claiming she's taken a hard turn to the right where she votes with Biden 100% of the time. How do you take anything these people write seriously when they'll say something that crazy? Uh, Conservative writer A.G. Hamilton tweeted, What issues exactly is cinema on the right on? It's incredible how the mainstream press, which is generally further left than your average San Francisco voter, pretends that moderate Democrats are now right wing. Conservative attorney Elliot Hamilton said, water carrying is not journalism. Mm. And the podcast comfortably smug declared, journalism is dead. <laughs> uh, and finally, dispatch editor-in-chief Jonah Goldberg reacted, hard turn to the right seems a bit of an exaggeration. Why? that's just crazy. They will say anything in the mainstream media. And and you know what's even more important than this? I, I think they're trying to change, they're trying to peg the, the negotiation somewhere different. Kirsten Cinema opposing a plan that is so enormous, it is so socialist, it, it's it's a Sovietization of the United States. For her to say, Wow, this seems a little much to me. Maybe two thirds of this is enough. That's a hard turn to the right. Well, there you go. Resisting the hard turn to the left. Liars. Lying liars. And the lies they lie. (laughs) And the lies they lie. ABC News, you suck.
5: Boo! What was the average price of a new vehicle last month? Caught me by surprise. It's up 17% from the same month last year. New vehicles have gone up 17%. Well, the average price of them, anyway. That's a significant jump. Yeah, it is. I wouldn't have been able to tell you this. I'd have been way lower than this. The average new vehicle last month was forty two thousand three hundred sixty eight thousand dollars $42,000 for the average new vehicle.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the big things they do is they give you seven years of, you know, very low percent financing because people just concentrate on the payment, not the, yeah. uh, the cost of the vehicle terrible mistake, by the way. I think it's crazy Getting into that. Yeah. to do that. It's, it's, it's incredibly foolish. Um, with no offense, you know, I've, I've done foolish stuff myself. I'm not trying to denigrate anybody who's done it, but it just doesn't make financial sense. You're so much better off buying a used vehicle and just save up until you can pay as much as you can. You know, yours, yours dies and you got to get a new vehicle and you, you're in an emergency. I get it. That's a different situation. But if you can plan ahead, plan ahead. And drive that thing into the ground, man. Get your satisfaction somewhere else in life than buying vehicles. Unless you're a super rich person. Then, you know, do whatever you want. But if you're not, I'm just telling you, as a guy, you know, I've been poor and I've been not poor. And if you don't have a lot of money, you can waste so much on vehicles. Self-indulgence on vehicles.
5: Oh, nothing depreciates faster. Well, we all know. You drive off the lot and it's worth whatever percent of what you just paid for it right um and buy you the seven-year loan i did, i just became aware of that recently you can get a seven-year loan on a new vehicle man you make that last payment it's going to be worth what
4: 20 mm,
5: what you paid for it
4: that could certainly could be yeah yeah um you're better off setting fire to it than lying to your insurance company what are, oh, <laughs> that's a joke <laughs> It's a joke. <laughs> I would never encourage you to commit a crime.
5: What does uh what's the guy with the radio show that talks about money all the time? What's his Dave recommendation? Ramsey, what's instance? his recommendation? Yeah. Oh gosh. He's, he's always he's a, buy
4: used, right? Yeah, never buy a new car unless you got a million dollars in the bank mm. and never ever lease. Gotcha.
5: I, I'm pretty sure that's what he says. It's yeah. good advice. And he says it with kind of a southern accent, right?
4: Well, that makes it absolutely convincing.
5: Then you know it's true. It's homespun. Um, we're going to finish strong because that's, uh, that's what we, we like to do because we don't want the, the taste of a bad show in our mouth for 20, 20 hours. Nobody wants that. So we'll finish strong next.
3: The Armstrong and Getty
1: Show. To interview the CEO of Airbnb said that the largest risk to big tech is that, quote, the world is rooting against them. Luckily, they can't hear it from space.
5: So did Captain Kirk get launched into space today? He must not have or I would have, uh, heard, would have heard about it. The Internet. The yeah, internet clearly. Would, the Internet will break when Captain Kirk gets sent into space, even though I just wish Spock were still here to see it. Do young people know who Captain Kirk is? I don't have any idea if Star Trek's hot with the young crowd or not. Is it like know, retro hot or not? I know my
4: kids are aware of it, but I couldn't tell you that.
5: Um, we I, just, don't,
4: I don't hang out with the young that much. They won't have me.
5: <laughs> uh, we got this text. To, Fascinating. Hey, my kid said they just banned the word tardy at school. Oh, for the love of heaven. I don't think that's got anything to do with the word retarded, which uh, we got a text a little bit earlier who said, um, my son is profoundly mentally disabled, and the doctor uses the term "retarded" to describe him. Well, I don't think that's the issue. Um, it's when you know people use it do use it as a you know uh, 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 a slur on otherwise normal people that you know your your brain isn't working right, or you made a mistake, or you're dumb, or something. Right. That's why it's not. I've never thought it was cool. Um, Oh, anyway, so the, but that's not why they banned tardy. We heard the other day that the, the concept of being tardy for school is being banned a bunch of places because being on time is a white supremacist thing and expecting people to show up on time is, uh, is not cool. So, whoa, whoa. In whoa. So
4: it's not, as it, it's not the idiotic the word thing. It's the idiotic
5: wonk thing. Yeah, exactly. Remember I mentioned uh, I know somebody who was related to a teacher. Um, I'm being very vague, so they don't get in trouble. They uh, they changed the bell to like a like a soft chime, dong or something, uh, because the bell was just too uh, in your face about being on time. And then they're also no longer to keep track of uh, people showing up late. It's just kind of a recommendation that around now you should show up to class.
4: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I, was gonna,
5: I had teachers who would fire a, an eraser across the room oof. if somebody walked in late. <laughs> Mr. Getty, so glad you could join us. Yeah, a lot of that in school. I do remember one teacher, although this was college. They probably can't do it in college either. This is college. Somebody would walk in, he'd say, buy a watch! He'd scream at them. (laughs) Wow. Oh, Nice. Those are different times, huh? Because I'm 150 years old, and this was in the late 1800s. It wasn't that long ago. No. So I was going to bring this up tomorrow, but uh, I was just coming across this
4: uh, article that uh, of all places, the whole woke anti-racist craze probably began with this academic at uh, uh, Oklahoma University back in the very early 80s. This gal whose name is uh, Judith Katz. Was one of the, uh, the firebrands leading this. And she had a book out. It's practically uh, white uh, fragility by that crackpot, uh, you know, criminal Robin DiAngelo. It was called White Awareness. And she is the origin of the infamous um, graphic that Jack was just kind of referring to. And I've got it in front of me Aspects and Assumption of Whiteness, White Culture in the United States. White dominant culture or whiteness refers to the way white people in their traditions, attitudes, and ways of life have been normalized over time, etc, etc. et cetera. Et cetera. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Um, we've all internalized some aspects of white culture, including people of color, like rugged individualism. That's whiteness and white supremacy. The individual is a primary unit, self-reliance. You get what you deserve. White supremacy. Family structure, white supremacy, emphasis on the scientific method, objective, rational, linear thinking is whiteness. Cause and effect relationships, whiteness. Well, I, I uh, ass-
5: what I assumed this was all being overblown until I heard from a friend who is related to a teacher who said, yeah, like the tardy thing has happened in their school um, close by to where I live. So, yeah. It's, some of this is real.
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, our kids are being taught it. You might be listening and thinking, this is all crap. Your children are being taught this in government schools. Almost certainly. The Protestant work ethic, whiteness, hard work is the key to success. Work before play. That's white supremacy, man.
5: So I had the teacher in I think it was grade school who had to fire the eraser at people who walked in late. And then the t- the college professor who would scream get a watch but then i had one other professor i i rarely missed class in college i and uh it just worked better for me if i go to class i can get a, a decent grade I, I think i remember things better hearing them than reading them i don't know but anyway i rarely missed class but i um uh i missed one class and when i the next time i was in class and this was a packed classroom and he said in front of everybody you were not here the other day uh jack uh, no, I wasn't. Uh, you need to alert me before that happens. We have a communication, a dialogue, all right? You know, and I was pretty embarrassed he called me out wow. on that and everything. I, and I was thinking in my head, i effing show up or not effing show up. I'm paying for it. And grade me accordingly. I mean, do whatever you want. But don't freaking call me out in front of the whole classroom. And the class was the history of rock and roll. Oh. <laughs> so it was one of those bogus. Oh. You know, anybody could pass it if you're a dog could pass it <laughs> sort of classes. Oh, oh so it's your s- underwater basket weaving. Still mad at that guy. I should have said that out loud. Well, he was a white supremacist, Jack, as he was. Uh, he was interesting Jewish, on so I don't know if he was a white supremacist.
4: Following rigid time schedules and time is viewed as a commodity. That's white supremacist thinking. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the thing about Jewish people is they are white when it's convenient and not white when it's not convenient Uh, I congratulate uh, my Jewish friends for their versatility in this whole idiotic racist discussion
0: it's time, it's time for final thoughts final thoughts the final thoughts it's time, it's time for final thoughts with arms strong and
4: getty That's good stuff. That's art there. Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. Look at him in the control room pressing the buttons like a master. It's Michelangelo. Michael?
3: Yeah, when I was in college I had a professor that would lock the door right
4: at ten o'clock, you know, and nobody mm. so nobody could come in, and students would start banging on the door, you know, and
3: he would not let them in. It was that was it.
4: So a white supremacist. Uh, young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer doing a fine job as well. Alex, final thought? You
5: know, last week I predicted the Dodgers would win in four games against the Giants, and I learned on the Armstrong and Getty show, if you make a sports prediction and you're wrong, you lop off a finger. <laughs> That's well, right. I'm
4: ready to lose my pinky tonight. Oh, boy. Okay. I hope, certainly hope you do. Uh, Jack, you're the co-host. By golly, you have a final thought for First us? just
5: came across this. Prince Charles says his Aston Martin car looks very cool. Runs on wine and cheese byproducts. Car that runs on wine and cheese. Is that car going to have to stop and poop several times a day? <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather it run on
4: gasoline and we drink the wine and eat the cheese. But call me nuts. Uh, my final thought today is... We live in a culture where a guy like John Gruden can't say, you know, I'm a jock. I live in a jock culture. We throw around all sorts of rude words. It's called locker room talk. I don't think badly of any of the groups of people who are claiming that this is hurtful. If I did hurt you, I'm real sorry, but I'm a football coach. I'm good at it. I'm getting back to work.
5: It's kind of in a real tough guy uh, atmosphere. It's kind of a sign of being a tough guy. I don't care about stuff. I say do whatever I want. It's that's what it is. Quit pretending that he's some sort of threat to
4: civilization. You bunch of whining babies. Mm. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. On the other hand, he didn't win enough, so fire his ass. So many people thanks a little time. Go to ArmstrongGetty.com. We have all sorts of great clicks for you under Hot Links. You can get you some swag, A and G T-shirts and sports bras and hats and, and you name it. Email us, mailbag at
5: ArmstrongGetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
4: Kudos to the Armstrong and Getty show.
5: Ja, right in the cast. Ah! Are, are you sure of that, dude? Now, I know you guys are having fun playing your game. But damn it. What the hell are we doing here? Screw it. I'm leaving. I'm just saying. The nervous, clueless. I'm not, a
4: cat.
1: I'm not a cat. It's rather preposterous, isn't it? Get out of this aisle, you be over Maniac. You, you succubus. You, you demon. And that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.